Hey there, I'm Shrivar, the host of this episode of Cost to Company. If you listen to this, you'll only be able to hear part of the episode. To hear the full version, click on any of the full episode links below. Don't worry, it's still completely free and widely available, just not here. All right, on to the show now. Hey, so I don't know you personally, but I do know that you probably have a loaded day ahead. I have a question for you though. When you say you have a busy day, what do you really mean? Is it that you have too many meetings on your calendar? Or is it that you have many tasks on your to-do list? Although the actual contents of the meeting might be hollow, we at least know what to expect with meetings with respect to time. If it's a one-hour meeting, it's one hour gone from your schedule. And if it's a 45-minute, it's still one hour, but you get my point. To-do lists, on the other hand, are something more mystical. Your tasks are neatly listed down one after the other. Unlike meetings, you don't know how long they'll take. But you feel like you've seized the day anyway. So there's a psychology at play when why people adopted to-do lists, right? Uh, the, the joy of checking box a task and it disappears, right? That's Sachin Jaiswal. He works as the Director of Product Management at Swiggy one of India's largest and most popular startups operating in the food tech and Q-commerce space. You can either check off boxes off your digital to-do list or release some dopamine by scratching out completed tasks from your physical to-do lists. But to-do lists are deceptive. They're bigger than they seem. Sometimes they're smaller than they seem. And they come with different priorities. And as we'll figure in the episode they come with a lot of baggage too. So, by having a to-do list, are you setting up yourself for failure with your day-to-day tasks? Now, Cost to Company isn't a podcast on productivity. It's a podcast about careers in workplaces. And here's where the distinction plays out. Say you're working from home and feel that you're the master of your own time and you can do pretty much whatever you like, barring a few meetings here and there. You're kind of wrong. Time is a shared resource within the company. It's something that belongs to everyone. You share your to-do lists or your tasks with others too, of course. My task last week was to send these recordings, the one that you're hearing right now, to a sound editor Rajiv. But you also shared time. If I send these files to Rajiv later than our agreed deadline, it would lead to a bit of a mess. The quality of the episode would drop, you, the listener, wouldn't be happy, Neither would my boss, and that would ultimately affect our monetization efforts. The idea of personal productivity has actual ramifications in the workplace. In this episode of Cost to Company, we'll be speaking to three people. A tech lawyer, a new age founder, an ex-founder, to see what works for people and naturally, the teams they're a part of, listing tasks or tracking time. Welcome to Cost to Company, a podcast on careers and workplaces by the Ken. I'm your host, Shrivar.
Folks, before we dive deeper into other perspectives, let's understand why we track things in the first place. Why do we want to plan ahead? Why do we create these complex or not so complex systems, which we'll be hearing a lot about throughout the course of this episode? I mean, even if you don't plan your day, chances are that you still complete your task, right? But see, most of us don't love living on the edge on a day-to-day basis. And that's because having a grip over something gives us fulfillment. It gives us purpose. Knowing what your day looks like gives us joy. An underrated sort of joy. But sometimes, this very sense of fulfillment, this very sense of joy, leads to the illusion of control. You think you have everything sorted, but your days keep slipping away. I've kind of dabbled with several tools um, and kind of realized that I'm an analog person. That's Arpita Desai. She's a lawyer by profession and works in the tech law and policy space. She's worked with reputed law firms like Shardul Amarchand Mangaldas and Trilegal in India and is currently living in Boston, working with a major player in the crypto space. And as she just confessed, is an analog person living in the digital world. And I kind of love taking things off my list um, with a pen. Uh, And that list did start off as um, one long list. This love that Arpita speaks about taking things off a list isn't uncommon. In fact, it's one of the main things that people look for when they create these to-do lists. The task itself isn't as important as getting it done is. The dopamine hit. It's a dopamine hit that unfortunately has some unintended consequences. But I think what I kind of um, found challenging was that things on the bottom of the list, which might have been high priority, would not get my attention. Um, so I think that um, that led to like a lot of like missing deadlines or just not being on top of things. Daniel Markowitz talks about this phenomenon in an article for the Harvard Business Review. He calls this heterogeneous prioritization and heterogeneous complexity, which is basically where he says that you will invariably focus on tasks that are shorter and easier to do. You won't even have to try. Your brain will just do it for you. And why? Because your brain loves the dopamine hit too. I mean, it's practically where it's happening anyway. And as a result, the stuff that's carrying the weight, the heavy priority tasks, keeps sliding away, keeps sinking to the bottom of your already long list. Until it's too late. Arpita told me that she kind of found a solution to this. Um, Which is why I created these buckets, just so I know what has to be done for each, um, each bucket and kind of putting high priority tasks on the top. She's using the zoning approach. To ensure that her list doesn't go on and on, she's created zones for her professional, private and academic tasks. But see, I wasn't too convinced. I was a little sceptical with this whole thing. Because this is the right solution to the wrong problem. And that's because these tasks still lacked context. One key thing that is a shared resource in the organization, something that we discussed in the beginning of the episode, time. 
give me a perspective on how time comes into this uh, into the analog world because digitally what works is that you you know that you know you can track the time of this as well you can put this in a calendar you know ki acha theek hai last week i did this so this took me this much time how do you do this in the analog world that's a great question and i don't think i've thought about that as much um but i do find like when i'm kind of setting up meetings or when i know that a task is fast approaching um in my head i kind of estimate how long it takes mm-hmm. um so if i know that i have to do an assignment which is say 500 words i can probably churn that out in an hour these tasks are segregated into what category they fall into but the question about how much time these tasks will take is still missing that sounded a bit too risky for me if i'm being totally honest um and yes this this kind this approach always doesn't work because maybe i realize that i do need more time uh but uh it i kind of like it's like a work in progress for me to understand where my limitations uh come into the picture to combat this arpita did try out other apps as well but you know her by now so again as i said i'm an i'm an analog person and it it kind of just registers in my brain if something is on paper so she tried another technique a cousin of the to do list if you may it's called bullet journaling bullet journaling is probably like a really uh, famous way of getting things done um and there's like an index to this uh, bullet journaling method where you have certain tasks and um once you're done you kind of use the key to uh mark them as done um or you could kind of like carry it over and kind of have another kind of symbol for that um but you stopped doing that yeah i think that it also kind of be, became be, it became like a creative exercise and a lot of people use like really like pretty bullet journaling and it's it's more of like an art project for some people we're at an interesting inflection point productivity has become a craft it's become an art project but i think things just kind of like got so busy and hectic um that i i just i kind of just lost touch with doing bullet journaling You've reached the end of the first part of the podcast. To listen to the full episode, click on any of the links below. The episode is still completely free and widely available. Thanks for tuning in.